Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, um, we are continuing with Masechet Yevamot, Perek Tetva, the 15th chapter. The last two chapters of this Masechet, 15 and 16, deal with um, the concept of an Aguna. An Aguna is a, a woman who is unsure um, of what, what their status of her husband is. So we, we think he, we don't know where he is. He could be dead, he could be not. And uh, how to establish that a man has died so that we can permit the wife to, to remarry. Because if there's no evidence or there's no testimony that a man has died, then the, the wife remains in Agunam and, um, and she cannot remarry. So this is what we're going to be speaking about for the last couple of Prakim. So Mishnah Aleph says, If a woman went with her husband to uh, Las Vegas or some other place overseas, Shalom Beno Lebena. And as far as we know, when they left, they were on good terms. They were, everything was fine. Veshalom ba'olam. And not only that, when they, wherever they went, there was peace. Meaning they didn't, they didn't go to uh, Ukraine and Russia, right? They, they weren't there, uh, you know, on the front lines or whatever. There was peace. Ubata ve'amra met bali. And she came back and she said, my husband's dead. He died. Tinase, she's believed, even though she's one person. She's believed and, um, and she can, um, and she can get, get married again. Uh, and if she had no children, met She can also, if she says, "My husband died," and she had no children, she then now performs yibum um, with uh, with her brother. Now, the reason why we believe her, we learned earlier in 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 the in the Masechet, beginning of Perak Yud, the first Mishnah, a whole bunch of penalties that a woman would get for lying, or, or not lying, but if 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 indeed she was to remarry somebody. And the husband comes back. Remember that Mishnah? And all the things that, that, that all the penalties that, that come to her, she loses her ketubah for one. A lot of really bad things. So she wouldn't, she wouldn't put herself in that predicament if she wasn't telling the, telling the truth. Um, uh, besides the fact that to lie about someone's death, you know, eventually you're gonna, it's gonna be exposed as a lie when the person d- decides to show up again. So, again, well, why would you put yourself through that? So we believe, we believe the wife. Now, Shalom beno lebena umilchama ba'olam. But when they went to um, to Las Vegas, um, there was peace between them, but there was milchama in the world, meaning there was war um, wherever it was. Um, people, lives matter. Everybody riots in the streets. Or ketata beno lebena veshalom ba'olam. Or when they left, there was a big fight between them. There was conflict, and there was peace in the world. Ubata ve'amra met bali, and then she came back and she said, my husband died, and a name in it. In this case, she's not believed. She cannot remarry. If she hated her husband, then she might be lying about his death because she wants to free herself so that she can get remarried to somebody else. And uh, if there's a state of war, then she might be confused. Maybe, I don't know, they got lost in Ukraine somewhere. And, uh, but really, but, and she thinks he's dead, but uh, really he's not dead. So this is the this is the opinion of the Tanakama. Rabbi Yudah Omer, 
רבי יהודה עשה את לעולם אין הנאמנת אלא אם כן באת בוכה ובגדיה כרועים רבי יהודה says she's never believed unless she comes back crying with her, with her clothing torn as a sign of mourning meaning just for her to say that my husband died that isn't enough she needs to publicly display signs of avelut and that's evidence that she's telling the truth that's a Rabbi Yehuda Amru lo chacham what I'm sorry she could yeah she could, she could be totally right Amru lo the chachamim told Rabbi Yehuda ahad zu v'ahad zu tinase both a woman who who is displaying signs of avelut and a woman who is not displaying signs of avelut avelut she can uh, she can remarry they hold like the Tanakama. Okay. Mishnah Bet. Bet Hillel Omrim. Bet Hillel, with regard to everything that we said over here, Lo Shamanu, um, okay, there's a, there's a, a preface to, to, this, to this Mishnah. Um, we just said that a, a woman can remarry based on her own testimony that her husband died. And uh, that, that came as a, uh, uh, as a result of an incident that took place, Ma'aseh She'aya, in the, uh, in, the Mish- in the Gemara, of a man died from a snake bite while harvesting grain. And the wife came to a nearby court, and she testified, my husband died through a snake bite. And they, they checked it out, and they confirmed that indeed that's what happened, and she was, the court allowed her to get, re- uh, to get remarried. Now, uh, this Mishnah that we're going to say now, Bet Hillel wants to hold, it's only in those cir- same circumstances that we would allow a woman or believe her, her testimony so that she can get, get married, remarried. Bet Hillel Omrim, Lo Shamanu Ela Bevaaminakatsi. We only heard that the Chachamim allowed a woman to remarry based on her own testimony when she comes back from the grain harvest, like that situation with the guy who got bit by the snake. And that he died nearby in the same in the same country, because that's what happened. In that, uh, similarly, that the chachamim permitted her to get uh, to get married, but in other situations, she wouldn't be able to get remarried based on her testimony. So Bet Shammai said to Bet Hillel, uh, "You can't possibly mean to say that it's only in that situation." Where the woman comes from a grain harvest, or she comes from harvesting olives, or whether she comes from, from harvesting grapes, uh, she's believed. And so too, even if she comes from one country to another country. Chachamim only said because that's the story that took place. But it doesn't mean that if she was harvesting, if he was harvesting olives, they wouldn't have um, bin Posek, the same, the same law. And the Mishnah that says, Chazru Betilel Betilel retracted, you're right, and they agreed with, uh, Bet Shammai. Not often that this happens, but it does happen where Bet Betilel says, okay, we got a Bet Shammai, we're gonna hold like you, we're gonna hold like you this time. Um, the next Mishnah is another situation. Bet Shammai Omrim, Bet Shammai says, in, uh, in this situation, Tinase Betitol Ketubata. The woman who testified that her husband died, she can remarry and collect her ketubah. She goes to collect her ketubah from the, from the heirs of sons, and um, uh, that's a widow's right. Betilel omrim, Betilel says, Tinase velotitol ketubah. Betilel says, sorry, but you cannot take your money. 
Uh, you, we will give you permission to remarry, but we will not, we don't allow you to take money. Because, um, um, the, normally a test, the testimony of a wife is not usually, uh, valid. We're only allow, we're only accepting it be, in order to allow her to remarry. We don't, we don't want to keep her, uh, um, single her whole life. But to claim the ketubah, you need two valid witnesses. Right? For that, that, uh, that your husband is dead. That's the only way that we can give you the ketubah. That's what Betilel says. Amrulahen Bet Shamai. Shamai had a good argument. Bet Shamai said to Betilel, Hitartem Erva Hamura. You permitted a serious matter, the, the, uh, an Erva Hamura, a forbidden relationship. You allowed her to get married. That you allowed. That was fine for you. Are you not going to allow the money? What's the money? The money is, is, is something small. To allow her to get remarried, that's huge. Right? And you're holding back the money? So um, if you allow her to get remarried and the husband's still alive, it's adultery. So why do you care so much about the money? Amrullah and Betilel. Betilel had a nice response. Betilel says back, The brothers of the husband can't come into inheritance based on her word. It doesn't work like that. The only way the brothers can now inherit uh, or the sons, any other uh, inheritors, inherit what the, what the husband died. It can't come as a result of, of just the fact that she got up and said, my husband died. There needs to be two valid witnesses. So at the same time, I can't give this woman her ketubah just based on the fact that she said, my husband died while we were out of town. Amrullah and Bet Shammai, Bet Shammai said to Bet Hillel, but look at what's written in the actual text of the Ketubah. That's going to give you your answer. That's where we're going to learn that she could collect based on her own testimony. Shehu Kotevla, the husband writes in the Ketubah, When you're eligible to marry somebody else, you can take what's written for you in this document. And guess what? Now she's eligible to marry someone else. You allowed her to marry someone else based on her testimony that her husband died. So now she can take the, the money that is, uh, that is rightfully hers. So Bet Hillel then retracted um, their statement and, um, and held like Bet Shammai. Hakol Mishnah Dalit, one more Mishnah. Hakol Nemanim Leha'ida. Everyone is believed to testify for a wife that her husband died, even people that are not usually accepted as, as witnesses. That's why the Aguna, we're, we're, we try as much as we can to find anybody that claims that they saw the husband died. Chutz mehamotah, except for the following five women. Number one, her mother-in-law. Bat hamotah, her husband's sister, which is her mother-in-law's daughter. Tzarata, her co-wife. Yebimtam, her sister-in-law, that's the wife of her husband's brother, Ubat Bala, and her stepdaughter. See, these five women often hate the wife, right? That's what usually happens. So they're not believed to testify that the husband died just in order that she goes and marries somebody else, all right? But, but, these same five women are believed um, if they bring the wife a get from out of town, okay, they bring over here, a get, a divorce, from, uh, from your husband, they are believed. So Mishnah asks, Ma ben get lemita? What's the difference between a get, where these five women are allowed, and the death, where we say we don't believe these, these five women? So the Mishnah says, <laughs> The get itself tells the truth. <laughs> it's a get or signatures. It's a, well, what more do you want over here? Before, it's a word of mouth. 
Here we have an actual physical document that is telling you that they're, they're divorced. Last uh, case of the Mishnah says, Ed Omer met Beniset. If one witness said that the man died and the wife remarried, or was given permission to remarry based on that testimony, then somebody else came and said, ah, no, no, he didn't die. No, no, he was there uh, playing slots. I saw him playing slots in Vegas. The wife does not have to leave the second husband. Once the court granted her permission to remarry, okay, there she doesn't have to, um, she doesn't lose her permission to remarry and she doesn't leave her husband. Ed Omer met Ushnaim Omrim Lomet. But if, if one witness said that the husband died and two witnesses said that he did not die, even if the wife already remarried, she must leave her new husband because two witnesses has have more credibility than one witness, so therefore their testimony is believed. So too, at the same uh, using the same uh, situation, just the opposite. If two witnesses say that he died, and one said that he didn't die, even if she had not remarried, she is allowed to remarry because a single witness is not permitted to contradict the testimony of two witnesses.